0: Welcome to Life, Death, and Cookies. Uh, this is part three of our uh, marriage series. Uh, I don't think it was actually it meant to be a series. never meant to be a series. I think it was supposed to be just one episode. <laughs> yeah. And we just found that there was so much more to talk about. Kind of talked uh, about marriage and the other two. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about love. And so if you've ever said that I fell in love or... If you believe in falling in love, then this episode is for you. Or uh, have you ever questioned the idea of falling in love? So if you've listened to our other two episodes on marriage and you're dying to get the conclusion to this series, well, we've got you covered here. We're
1: here for you. (laughs) All
0: right. So if you're feeling a little lost uh, because you haven't listened to the other two episodes, then please uh, stop go back and listen to those other two or you are probably going to feel a little bit lost with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about so i'm just going to come right out and say it uh falling in love is not a real thing it's kind of a bunch of baloney
1: i can't help falling in love yeah so
0: there's this idea That uh, it seems like people have a lot of times, you know, you see it reflected in songs, in movies, in books, uh, everywhere, that love is this thing that happens to a person. You know, you you fall in love or you don't fall in love, right? And uh, I find this entire concept to be incredibly false and problematic. And... Part of the reason why it's so problematic is because you also hear the reverse stated uh, about people. You know, when you hear of a marriage breaking up, people say, oh, well, we just fell out of love, right? Yeah. And the thing is that, okay, so if love is a thing that you fall into, then then it can be a thing that you fall out of. If it's a thing that is, that you are helpless to its power... Then you know whether you fall in, whether you fall out it you can't help it it's not anybody's fault. You just fell out of love, mm-hmm. okay, but the problem is that you don't actually fall in love, and you don't actually fall out of love either, because no matter what no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what how you want to look at it, any of it love. Is never a thing that you are helpless to, but is always actually a choice that you make.
1: So I think that what happens, what people call falling in love, is they see either physical qualities or, um, in you know, uh, characteristics that they find attractive, mm-hmm. and then they choose to love that, but they feel like it's they have no right right
0: and and so you know i will say there are some things that are automatic reactions attraction many times works on kind of an automatic reactionary Mm -hmm. kind of a level right um there are physiological reactions within a person's body when they see someone who they are extremely attracted to some of those physiological reactions are embarrassing for teenage boys um, especially right um but there is a physiological response okay but that isn't love that is attraction and uh that's what we actually see a lot of times when we look in um stories like you just went to see Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. and Shakespeare in the park the other day right and and Romeo looked at Juliet and he loved her immediately it was love at first sight it wasn't love at first sight yeah
1: so that's another
0: it was lust at first sight yeah
1: and it's
0: physical attraction that isn't love Mm -hmm. okay you know actually that physical attraction and prioritizing that is love so one of the things that that i feel characterizes love is it's a concern and a prioritization of another person over yourself Mm -hmm. but the thing about uh lust the thing about just pure attraction Is that you're not prioritizing anybody other than yourself. Yeah. You uh, look at someone and you think that person is hot. That person is going to do something for me. Right. I like how that person is making maybe my body feel or uh, I think that person could make me feel good. You're not looking at that person and going, you know what? I really want to be a part of that person's life and just enrich their life and. Uh, make everything uh, make the whole world better for them
1: and attraction isn't a bad thing because it gets you to the desire to get to know someone and um find out if that's someone that you want to pursue to love to choose to love right
0: and i don't want to knock attraction too much attraction plays a big important role and you know attraction i think is necessary i am attracted to you yeah, um, But it's important to recognize that attraction is not love. It might be a component that uh, plays together with the whole thing, especially in a romantic relationship, but attraction is not love. And conflating attraction with love, I think, leads to some really serious problems.
1: Well, yeah, and I think that, um, you know, maybe we'll get into this more late. Like, like, what happens when, I mean, you didn't have the gray hair when we when we met, we were, we're a little bit more, uh, well,
0: I, I did. I just didn't tell you about it. Oh, sorry.
1: Not enough to.
0: Yeah. No, I, I had my first white hairs when I was 17. So whatever. <laughs> Even like when I was uh, 19, I had a couple little light stripes in my beard. Yeah. They're just a little bit thicker now. Yeah.
1: So, you know, and we're both more, uh, overweight than we were 22 years ago. And, You know, so what happens if all you're doing is because of the attraction to looks? Yeah. I I know. I mean, I know
0: it's hard for anybody on video to believe, but we actually used to be less sexy than we are now. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think we pretty much covered, do you think, the love versus the attraction and love? So, I mean, so
0: what is love then? Oh yeah. So we talk about it being a choice, right? And we talk about it's not attraction. And you know, I know I hear uh, that there are these different types of love. There's agape love, and there—I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know that just because um, some smart guy in Greece said it that it's necessarily true. Uh, There's a lot of platonic and socratic thought that i think is valid and is good but i don't just accept all of it out of hand and i think that all that they were doing uh breaking down love into these different types of love is um identifying different ways that people interact with each other and uh some of the different things that motivate and push us in uh unquote loving relationships right but love itself is i mean the word love is a verb right and kind of where a lot of this idea that love is a choice comes from uh for me i kind of you know thought about this and figured this out when i was younger and one of the places where i figured it out was when i was looking at scripture Mm -hmm. right because in the scriptures Jesus Christ, uh, gives a commandment, love one another. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so one might say, oh, well, that's, that's actually more, that's not, that's not love. That's more of something like benevolence, be benevolent to each other or, uh, something else like that. that. But that's not the same thing as love. All right. Well, there was another part in the new Testament where, Husbands were commanded to love their wives. Yeah. So then what's the answer there? And that's listed at least twice. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but that does cover that romantic interpersonal love. You cannot be commanded to do something that you have have no no power over. Right? Mm -hmm. The fact that it is a commandment is really all that is needed to say that you actually have power to love or to not love. To choose to love or to choose not to love. And when, uh, you know, if this sounds a little harsh to anybody listening, I apologize. But if you fell out of love with somebody, you didn't fall out of love. You chose to stop loving that person. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that when we uh, decide to make something else responsible for our decisions something that we're helpless to we can't improve things and you know a lot of times people who get into bad relationships they find themselves getting into bad relationships over and over and over and over again they find themselves getting into these patterns right and they think oh well it's just every every woman out there is a horrible person or uh, all the guys are pigs or whatever else but the problem isn't really them. I'm sorry, but it's probably you. and it's probably the way that you're looking at love and the way that you're interacting with it. And it's this idea that it is something that you are helpless to. It is this idea that' uh, it's that love is a thing that you can't control. okay? And part of this idea is that love is also and here's another here's the next really big uh, falsehood that i think people tell about love all the time that love is an emotion i'm sorry love is not an emotion emotions are things uh that you have no control over we're talking about chemical reactions in your brain right um and you can, you can gain control over your emotions to a degree, but there is this uh, instant reaction. When somebody punches you in the face, there's always going to be an instant emotional reaction. Uh, either anger, or sadness, or fear. Uh, these are instant reactions that people have and they're kind of programmed into you now. Okay. Maybe after that initial flash of anger, you can take control of your anger and you can go, okay, hold on. Let's find out what was really going on here. Why did you punch me in the face? Okay. Um, but it is not an emotion. Love is not an emotion that we are simply, uh, powerless to, uh, do anything about
1: well and i think that we talked a little bit about in the last marriage episode about you know times when we there's a few times in our marriage where we've got to the point where we're like i don't know how this is going to work how we're going to move forward right right and and
0: you know i don't want to get i don't know maybe i do want to get too personal here but there have been times when i've said to you and when you have said to me i don't even like you mm-hmm. you know Anyway, go ahead with what you were saying. I
1: was just going to say that what it came down to is, you know, you or I, you know, being like thinking about what do I, God, what do I do, right? We're married. We made these promises, covenants. What do I do, you know? And how, I mean, we say you don't fall out of love, but we were at that point and we were choosing not to love. And then you get to that point and you're like, That's where you have to, I guess, do some of that changing and looking inward. And like we talked about in the the last episode, and um, that's where you say, I'm going to choose to love my spouse. Right. And that's
0: where, uh, like I talked about, uh, how the attraction is really rooted in uh, pleasing yourself, right? It's kind of a selfish kind of a thing. Um, And, you know, that doesn't mean that if you feel attracted to somebody, then you're selfish. It means that if that's where you stay, then you are selfish, right? There are things that happen within yourself that are primarily uh, self-concern, right? But the question is, do we move on from that? And I think that when we get back into that point where we're going, oh, well, I don't even like you anymore and blah, blah, blah. We are slipping back into that self-concern. We're not really uh, loving the other person because we are too busy worrying about ourselves. We're too busy worrying about what I want. What are my priorities? what is, What am I not getting that I want, right? And, um, you know, like I've seen in a number of TV shows, Uh, You know, there's this couple that they are in love, right, and they seem to have this wonderful, loving relationship, and then they they break up because either the woman or the man is like, well, you know, I've always wanted to go do this one thing, or uh, I have my career goals, you know, and... Uh, they're going to go in this direction. And if you can't handle that, well, then I guess we just need to go our own separate ways. Right. And okay. Um, that's cool. But those two people were never in love. They never loved each other. And they'll, they'll say, I still love you. What they're saying is you, you still do something for me. I still like what you do for me, but they don't actually love the other person. Um, because the life they're pursuing, the choices they're making, are all centered around themselves. And well, I want this thing, and it's more important than you.
1: This this applies whether you're married or, you know, um, dating, what's the word? Committed dating. Mm-hmm. But committed dating is the time if you're gonna be like, this person's not for me, is to, yeah. is to yeah. step away, and that's okay. Um, but once you're married, you make those commitments, yeah. covenants, promises. Um, and I, re- I take those seriously and, um, you know, you, you should really th- think, think right. about it before you get married. And then- <laughs> right, right. You should.
0: But, you know, to the point of what we're talking about here, um, you know, sometimes you'll talk to people who, uh, maybe they just haven't, gotten married and they keep searching and searching and they go oh well i just can't find the right man mm. or i can't find the right woman i can't find this the right person right um and i don't think that that is necessarily true all the time i mm-hmm. think maybe there i think that there are times when maybe it can be difficult yeah uh, to find a spouse right but um I think that more than that, it's not a matter of finding the right person, but a matter of making yourself the right person.
1: I think you, we could even go into say, I think down here we were going to talk about that any two people yeah. could make a marriage work. Yeah, and this
0: is, this is actually an idea that, um, so when I was a teenager, we had a substitute in my Sunday school class, and she made this statement. In class one time, she said, well, any two people uh, could have a successful marriage. And uh, at the time, like, I was like, you're crazy. Um, And I think everybody else was kind of like, you're you're crazy, Uh right? And it's something that I've actually thought about a lot more. There's a lot of people probably thinking you're crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of people probably thinking (laughs) that I'm crazy. Uh, But I've thought about it a lot, and I think that she was actually right. I think you actually can take... Any two people at random and have a successful marriage because what makes a marriage successful is not whether someone is the hottest person in the world, not whether uh, they do it for you uh, in whatever thing that you're looking for. It isn't about whether uh, they're rich. It doesn't matter how talented they are. Doesn't matter how tall, skinny, fat, short, any of that, that they are. Um, I think that what makes a successful marriage, and it isn't even necessarily like uh, how how they swept you off your feet and how you're so in love with them, any of that nonsense. I think it has to do with whether there are two people who are committed to each other. Two people who are going to continually choose to love each other and who are going to uh do whatever it takes to make it work. Mm-hmm. As long as you have two people who can do that, that kind of commitment, any marriage relationship. Yeah, so the can exception
1: work. would only be is if one of them aren't willing to do that. Exactly.
0: And it only takes you know and I I said this one time uh, at one of the bases I was stationed with with my supervisor and he kind of bristled and he was like, hey, I was uh, everything that, I, that needed to be in that marriage. My wife went and she I don't know if she cheated on him or something. But, you know, he said and and I was like, OK, uh, yeah, well,
1: that's legitimate.
0: That's legit because all it takes is one person to screw up the whole thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Uh, as but long you as can't put have...
1: the blame always on... No, no, no.
0: And I'm not... And I I was just going to move on to that. You know, usually when there is a problem, uh, you know, a lot of times... Actually, it seems like every time in a relationship breakup, especially messy divorces, right... Both sides are blaming the other person as, oh, well, it's all her fault. Uh-huh. Oh, well, it's all his fault. Oh, well, you don't know what kind of a monster she was. Oh, well, you don't know what kind of a monster he was, right? And all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, and sometimes there are people who legitimately are monsters. And I mean just like horrible, horrible monsters, right? Um, but however legitimate that may be. There's two sides to every story. And both people have affected the relationship. Even, um, like, I think that one example where a lot of people would look at as a pretty clear-cut example of one person being horrible would be my parents, right? Um, So my dad was physically abusive. He was, uh, well, he he was just abusive all around. All, All the abuses. I will say... So far as I know, he was never sexually abusive. So it would be easy to look at my dad and go, oh, well, clearly uh, he was the problem. But, you know, and it took me a long time to see it uh, myself. But really, my mom was just as much of the problem as he was. And she was actually just as abusive as he was. But her abuses were more of manipulation, And emotional abuse and psychological games and stupid stuff like that, right? She was just... And the thing was that the things that she did perpetuated the things that he did. And they both played off of each other. They were both equally problematic. Neither one was actually any good. They were both problems and they both created all of the problems that they had uh, with their children... Uh, problems, which I've detailed in, uh, well, in detail, yeah, uh, I've talked about in detail in my books, uh, Blessed and Cursed and Coming Soon One, Sorry, there's my shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to get into all of it uh, right here, right now. Just because one was a problem, I didn't mean that the other wasn't also problematic. And that being said, it does only take one person to give up on the marriage, for the whole thing to fall apart. But as long as there are two people who are committed to making it work, almost anything can be worked through. The only exceptions are um, when there is somebody who is not willing, really, I mean, I was gonna say uh, cheating, I was gonna say abuse, all that kind of stuff, but, but really, those are just examples of one person not being willing to prioritize the other person. Well, and I those think are that, examples of a person saying, "No, I'm the most important
1: thing." And those things can be remedied if there's humility and right and changing. So it's not the end of the world. They can be remedied by
0: a person who actually chooses to love. Uh, their spouse or somebody else other than themselves
1: and a lot of things that we haven't touched a lot one thing that we haven't touched on in all of this is Forgiveness is a big thing too, but that's part of love. you know. it, it is and you know, so so let's Forgiving say somebody
0: uh, does something really horrible and they uh, see it and they go uh, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna change things and I'm never gonna do that again And they actually, they actually do. They actually change. And the other person goes, well, I don't care because what you did was so horrible. We're done. I'm through. I'm not. Well, so the thing that the person did that was egregious and horrible uh, was most likely selfish in nature, right? It wasn't uh, having any regard or concern for the other person. But that refusal to forgive the other person is also just as selfish in nature. Except now, you're saying, my feelings, how you made me feel, is more important. That's the most important thing. That's what I'm going to prioritize. And um, I'm not justifying people who do terrible, egregious things, but it takes two to tango, and it takes two to make a marriage work.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one thing that we might want to just put in here is that if you happen to be going through one of those times in your marriage where you're like, I don't know how to move forward is, you know, think about some of these things and how, you know, I think a lot of prayer goes into it and humility and, you know, may, you know, having that conversation of, Hey, I want to, I want to love you and I want you to love me I know it might be hard. You know, there's times that it took a while. It wasn't, like, immediate when we had that conversation. Like, I... Sometimes it was immediate, like, okay, we're going to forgive and move on. And other times it's like, you know, it takes a little while to get back into that groove. Yeah. And No,
0: I, I know... Uh, I mean, there have been lots of times when we've had problems. And there was at least one where I slept on the couch for, like, a month. Yeah. And it wasn't because you necessarily kicked me out but just because neither of us really wanted to be around the other yeah you know um and you know getting through that kind of stuff wasn't easy um but eventually you know we both kind of worked on it we both kind of had to decide to love the other person more than we loved ourselves
1: And and one thing too that i i've noticed you know the times that, uh, you know, we still have in, you know, recent five, you know, past five years, you know, have little, little arguments, you know, right. and the t- amount of time, it's been a long time since we didn't talk to each other for a month or, you know, right it's, it becomes shorter because we're learning. We're like, oh yeah. I don't want to be yeah. like this. Well, I think that's called improvement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, and and the other thing is... So it won't always be bad.
0: <laughs> no. But it's also good uh, in that, you know, like I was talking to our daughter, Lindy. Or maybe she was talking to both of us. I don't remember. But uh, she was talking about how uh, she has perceived times when we have... Have oh, yeah, that
1: I was not here in oh, this conversation. Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, maybe, maybe you were and you just don't remember it. That happens that too. That happens too. You know, she was talking about her perception. And she says, yeah, you know, sometimes you guys get mad at each other. Sometimes you guys have arguments. And uh, she said, but it's okay because then you guys later, you know, you forgive each other. And you come back together and you love each other again and that was something that she noticed and she appreciated and that she saw as you know an evidence that we do love each other that we have our problems we have our differences but we work on them and we resolve them
1: that makes me happy i maybe i was in that conversation because i it seems vaguely familiar but i'm glad you told it because it makes me happy that like (laughs) You know, you always wonder, you know, you hear about, oh, the parents ruin their kid's life. I'm like, oh, maybe they're learning something good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the yeah. oh, one thing that I was thinking about that I didn't even see in my notes, you know, there's, it happened, you know, it can be done because for hundreds of years, maybe even more than that, you had arranged marriages. Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's, that. That was a thing that I thought of too. For most of human history, marriages have been arranged. It has only been really pretty recently within uh, history that people started marrying because they loved each other, right? And look, I get it throughout history. There's also a lot of precedent for men having mistresses and for all kinds of infidelity and everything else. Just go look at any royal family and you'll be like, wow, those arranged marriages did not really work out so well. Um, So there's a lot of uh, precedent for these kinds of things not working out. Uh, There's also a lot of precedent for them working out, right? And... It's all a matter of... The question is, how do the ones that do work out... How do they work out? Mm-hmm. Just because something has been done doesn't make it right. Uh, just because something didn't always work out in the past doesn't necessarily make it wrong though, right? Sometimes arranged marriages didn't work out. Many times they did, but not because of the arranged marriage. No, I'm not advocating arranged your children's marriage, okay? <laughs> um, however, we do have a daughter who, I mean you got an offer give me a call <laughs> comment it comment down below how many cows you'll give me for my daughter and maybe <laughs> we'll have a conversation all right so anyway I apologize there you may have noticed you breaks a couple times and just now we're having some difficulties with our camera overheating today so anyway we wanted we're just about ready to wrap up but we wanted to finish up talking About, you know, we've been talking about marriage uh, on and on and on, but this episode was supposed to be about love, right? Part of where people begin to get into that whole love thing is in dating, Uh right? And I have some opinions about dating as well that are probably, I think all of my opinions are unpopular. (laughs) I don't know. I think dating is nonsense, though. Uh, And I don't want you to think I'm just a curmudgeon or, you know, I just... I hate everything. That's not true at all. This was something that I thought of when we were dating. I thought that uh, dating was just kind of stupid and ridiculous because you get these two people together, right, who uh, the guy is trying to impress the girl, the girl's trying to impress the guy, and they both have in their mind that they want to impress this other person. And so what they do is when they get together, they basically act like somebody other than who they are. Because nobody looks at themselves, well, very few people look at themselves and think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm already good to go, right? I'm already uh, the person who's going to impress that person. People think of themselves uh i think many times as somewhat less than right and so they change the way that they act and they behave differently uh so that they can impress us and you hear this complaint all the time yeah. right and this is part of what made me think about this when we were dating was uh you hear this complaint all the time people get married and they're like oh man you know after we got married she was just totally different yeah i didn't even know who she was anymore right You hear about how they were so much different when they were dating than when they were married. And um, I think that a lot of it has to do with this impressing the other person or doing whatever it takes so that that person won't leave, right? So you can have this relationship. And I think that it's basically just two people being extraordinarily false with each other.
1: Well, and I think if you... I mean, as you... are talking about that if you think the things you're doing while you're dating is something that the other person's gonna like like you know the type of things that people stop doing is oh they cooked dinner before they took out my garbage while we were dating and then they stopped helping right. you know if that's something or if you're or, doing well, these- or
0: the other one that you hear a lot of um is uh that intimacy was way higher before marriage than after that's kind of a cliche stereotypical one
1: Uh right so if you think those things and they're working when you're dating then why would you stop if you love that person well,
0: I think that the reason why it stops is because people don't love that person. They just love themselves and they're just doing whatever it well, takes. Well, that's what I'm just saying. saying. I'm
1: giving you advice. If you're in this, this if you're at this point in marriage, and am like, what do we do to make this marriage work? Think back to when you were dating, what are the things that your spouse liked that you did? Or maybe if you can gently remind the stuff of your spouse, I mean, you can't make your spouse change. You can only change yourself. Right, but right now
0: we're, uh, I think it's important to talk to people who are dating right now more than people who are married. Yeah, yeah. And the point right now is that if you're in this uh, period in life where you're dating, how, so if I think dating is stupid, it's mostly because of how it's done, well then what's the solution to it? Well, the solution is don't put on a show for anybody else. Just be real, be yourself, be authentic, be genuine right from the beginning. And if they don't like you, it doesn't matter how hot she is. If she doesn't like you, she's not the right one for you. And if you can somehow trick her into marrying you, you're going to have a long and horrific marriage because she's gonna go, oh my gosh, who are you? I don't know you anymore, whatever you are going to get, convince her that she's marrying somebody other than what she's marrying. And if you are this person who is stuck in this, okay, and you have somebody that you're dating who is putting on a show, okay, and is not just being genuine with you, and, you know, a good sign of putting on a show is uh, women, if you're dating a man who compliments you constantly, And says, oh girl, you're so fun. Oh girl, you're blah, 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 blah. And they shower you with compliments all the time. Or shower you constantly with gifts. There's a good chance that they're not being genuine with you. Okay? And I'm not saying that you're not a wonderful person. I'm saying that everybody gets annoyed by other people. And nobody actually looks at anybody else in that uh, overly... uh, complimentary type of a way okay and if you're involved with somebody like that they aren't doing this for you they're doing it for themselves they're doing it people put on this show to get what they want they don't put on a show to give somebody else what that person wants and so if you're getting involved with somebody like that then you're getting involved with somebody who is a little bit more concerned with themselves than they are with you, somebody who is a little bit more self-absorbed, and if you cross that line into marriage with somebody who is very selfish, who is very self-absorbed, all I'm saying is don't be overly shocked later on when it turns out that they're overly self-absorbed in marriage. And when they turn out to be somebody who might be a narcissist, might be abusive, Might be manipulating and using you, might be doing all kinds of things that you hate and that are going to make you miserable. Okay, the only solution is to be honest right from the start honest with yourself, honest with the other person in the relationship, and be genuine, be yourself. That's what I think, anyway.
1: So, and I totally agree with what you're saying. What I'm saying is, um, I agree with that if you're If you are in the point where you are married in marriage and you look back to when you were dating and you did these certain things to try and get your spouse Mm -hmm. to like you, maybe you weren't necessary. You're not. I mean, you're talking about really self-centered things. Mm -hmm. I mean, just just, you know, most people do put it on a little bit of an act, right, to be their best selves. I'm just saying go back and be your best self again if you're in a troubled spot so if you were making out all the time and because you thought your spouse was going to like it maybe you should make out a little bit more or if you were emptying garbages for your for your dating person your boyfriend girlfriend Dating
0: person <laughs> sounds like a term for the modern age dating person it's
1: my brain um if you did that When you were dating and things aren't working out and you realize, oh, they liked that I was emptying the garbage for them. Maybe you should start emptying the garbage again. That's just what, uh, so I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying.
0: Right, right, right. And so I agree that sometimes doing those things uh, can help. My only point that I am trying to emphasize is that uh, whatever it is don't do it because it's a thing that you think that you should do or because it's a thing that you think is going to give you the result that you want, right? That is a selfishly motivated uh, action, right? If you're doing it because you think, oh, well, you know, uh, things were better when we were dating. I want it to be better because I was happier back then. So I did the dishes back then. So now I'm going to do them again. You're still selfishly motivated,
1: okay you 're but... still
0: trying to do something for yourself it does help and so maybe sometimes you got to start with just doing doing the right actions doing the right things okay but it can't stay there it has to move forward to a place of actual genuine concern and love for the other person. you have to cut yourself out of the picture okay and it's a thing that you can choose to do i remember uh and i think we're going to wrap it up with this one i remember um the night that i decided that i was that you were the person that i wanted to marry okay um i was praying and i knew that i wanted a clean answer from uh god that i could trust one that wasn't just my own emotions my own preferences and then i go oh see god told me exactly what i wanted to hear right um and so i i worked in my mind uh to where i didn't care about you anymore right and i worked in my mind to where if i had gotten an answer you know what, you just need to break it off with her. Then I was ready to go and break it off, right then and there. And so there's some other things that are kind of connected to that whole experience. But one of the things that uh, was connected to it was that in that moment, I could see within myself, my ability to choose to love you. And I got the answer. I think the answer that I got is clear since (laughs) we've been married for almost 22 years now. When I got that answer to my prayer, then I said, okay, you know what? She's the one, I am going to love her and I am going to prioritize her uh, for from now on until, you know, eternity. So I, you know, in my mind at least, I was fully committed right at that moment. It wasn't uh, when we got married, Getting married was the thing that um, that was a legal barrier and an ecclesiastical barrier for us to actually share all aspects of our lives with each other. But um, at that moment, when I chose to love you, that was the moment where um, 100% all other girls were off the table. Nothing else was uh worth there was no other future to even consider other than with you and um it was that moment when i think i first decided you know i i think i had said that i loved you before that and Mm -hmm. i felt like it i had felt some of those emotions but i didn't really love you love you until that night when i finally decided and i said okay, I'm going to love this woman, not because of what she does for me, but because I choose to love her. So there you go. I think that, do you have anything else to wrap up with?
1: No, I think we should get to cookies.
0: Okay. Because I don't
1: have a nice, I don't remember any of that. Any of my side.
0: (laughs) Jeez. Well, at least I love you.
1: Well, I do. I I do love you, and like I've said throughout the episode, that there's times that I did decide to choose to love you. Okay. I just didn't have a big
0: yeah. It's moment okay. like that. I know. I'm just teasing you.
1: I know. That's, you do that that's a lot. You know that
0: I love you. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes. All right. I just will say there are when he doesn't tease me. I know that he's mad at me. <laughs> look
0: we all have our tells. yeah <laughs> right okay anyway yeah so let's uh move on to cookies okay so for this week uh, uh or this episode uh we wanted to uh do kind of a comparison right and we just went with some store-bought cookies we kind of this week was kind of a crazy week this was kind of a last minute uh, cookie kind of week and so we have what are commonly known as Sandies. they're basically pecan shortbread and so we have one plate with some brand name cookies and another plate with some off-brand cookies we have a little bit of milk to dunk in because a dry cookie like this i think really kind of needs some milk so, so we're
1: starting with name brand
0: yeah, well, I guess so. I know that's why I grabbed. I probably should have tried it without the milk first. But it, it's really good with the milk.
1: So one thing I noticed, one thing I will tell you, first I'll tell what I've noticed. I noticed that the name brand is a little bit more, I don't know if this heat makes a difference, is a little bit more crunchy. And Mm -hmm. the off-brand is... Is a little softer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. One thing I was going to tell you, too, is I figured out the price per cookie. Name brand is between um, 14 and $0.15 per cookie.
0: Okay.
1: Um, The off-brand is about $0.07 a cookie. So almost... um, So almost twice the price. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Which one do you like better? I mean, flavor-wise, there's not a ton of difference this feels like it's a li- the name brand one feels like it's a little bit more flavorful
1: yeah it has more of a vanilla flavor to right. it um than the off brand
0: but you know for twice the price mm-hmm. i don't know that it is twice the cookie i don't i think either. that uh you'd be just as i mean if you have to have the name brand pecan shortbread then okay whatever but um I think that for the price you're paying, um, especially once you uh, get milk involved, it's going to be good anyway. For how good the uh, off-brand stuff is and how much cheaper it is, I'd say just go with the off-brand.
1: Yeah, so I do like the name brand a little bit better, but not double the price better.
0: If you weren't doing a comparison yeah, and somebody gave you the off-brand one, you wouldn't be going, oh my gosh, what are you giving? You'd you just kind of be like, oh, pecan shortbread. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it's good. I like it. Uh-huh.
1: Exactly. So our challenge today for you, we'd like you to share with two people today, but not just two random people. One person that you think would agree with our marriage episodes that be like shaking their head, oh, yeah, I want to share it with everyone else because they agree so much. And then another person that you think needs to... Need some help in right between somebody
0: who might disagree with us yeah look we don't want to just make everybody happy what's the fun in not pissing somebody off yeah. right thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed it we hope there was something of value uh, uh we really appreciate you to stick around with us and uh we love you we'll see you next time
1: bye-bye